0: Oh no, you're breaking up. We're breaking up, breaking up! Am I getting a crackly uh, sound? Yeah, either that or I got shitty
1: head... My headphones seem to be getting bad. Either that or I'm losing my hearing.
0: What? What? Yeah, very funny. (laughs)
1: SPOTLIGHT!
0: Thing about calling is hanging up yeah. the, when the for the moment when the call is first ringing the might the pig face comes on my screen. Love the pig face. I get to see the pig face all the time. I know. I consider you a lucky man.
1: <laughs> Ooh, what a lucky man he was. Um, no more Perez or Perez. So sad. Yeah, because we've got it's a I mean, but this cover would fool you because this cover looks. Like a Perez cover, but it's Dave Cockrum.
0: Uh, I you know what? It's funny because I thought it was Perez, and I was gonna, I did too. And, my, and my comment was going to be Thor's face looks like a Dave Cockrum drawing. <laughs> but yeah, Cockrum in Austin, I say. Yeah, that's where I can see the most distinct lack of Perez is in Thor's Thor's face. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely lack of Perez. <laughs> <laughs> so, so well, okay, wait a minute. Which what? You, what what is this say what is this say you want it all but you
0: can't have. the hell is that that's uh faith no more is that uh what you call it uh guns and that's, roses
1: Does that sounded like your axle it was this no my axle rose would be um you okay i guess that is my axle
0: <laughs> i rest my case
1: I used to love
0: her, Ooh, yeah, but I had to kill her. That sounds, that sounds like your Frankie Valley.
1: <laughs> big girls don't cry, big girls they don't cry.
0: You know, I kind of liked when when we did the songs and you would just do them in Arnold's voice. <laughs> Like, like the one that always stands out to me in my mind is when when, when Arnold sang Bridge Over Troubled Water that time. And oddly enough, I had a
1: better, I was able to hit, hit those notes better as Arnold, probably because I'm in a lower register.
0: Big girls don't cry. Beard girls, they don't cry. Aye, aye. They don't cry.
1: <laughs> you see my face while I'm doing this? I'm distorting my neck. I think I pull a muscle in my neck doing that.
0: They don't cry. Big squirrels, don't cry. All right. We, I, I almost don't, don't know what to say. For once, you're speechless. For once? I was once. speechless on Friday night when I started to doze off during the interview. <laughs> <laughs> right, you want and to bring th- us in?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And thank you once again for putting in a nice... Uh, what did you got? Like you, you just pull out of your patented Dr. Bill taglines. Oh, my spine. I
0: don't even remember saying that. <laughs> like, oh, I got to stretch. Oh, my spine. That's Yeah, that's that's one of the ones I have. I have like a folder full of Dr. Bill comments that if nothing good comes up from the episode to put at the end, I just randomly throw one of them at.
1: I mean, it's pretty bad when my own things crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> See, unlike Andy Leyland, I listen to the shows I'm on. Because I am a narcissistic bastard. (laughs) Yep. All right. Let me take a sip of water. Have to wet the palate. Put that. Man, it's just not as satisfying drinking
0: water as it is Diet Mountain Dew. Damn. Can't argue with that. Nothing quite like that piss warm Mountain Dew feeling. I heard dogs barking in the distance.
1: Yeah, there are dogs barking in the distance. Anyway, because <laughs> I'm so easily distracted. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Avengers Spotlight number eighteen: The Korvac Saga, Part Ocho, or Infinity if it's turned on its side. Ooh,
0: it's like like Schoolhouse Rock right here for you. See so if you can skate. You can skate a figure eight. You, know, you knew exactly what I was talking about.
1: Exactly, yes. Oh, I, I remember all those. those. Those are great. I we, uh, when, the, when the kids were young, uh, we bought a... I got a DVD of people that did covers. Not, not a DVD. A CD of people that did covers of the songs, like prominent artists at, at the time. And then this was like would be back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then we got all of Schoolhouse Rock either on videotape or on DVD.
0: So we were watching them. You know, we just watched them, you know, over and over. I remember when my my daughter was in the Girl Scouts, I took her to a show where they did Schoolhouse Rock Live. They had like, you know, it was done like as a play. Mm -hmm. They did all the songs from that. Electricity, electricity. Powerful, so watch that stuff. I'm thinking really to charge electricity. Sorry. Much Verb! Better. That's what's happening. Much better as done by Arnold. Verb! That's what happened. Give me a noun. I would I'm just a beer. Yes, I'm only a beer. Well, it's a long, long way as a city guild committee. <laughs> 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 All right. you know, someday I'll be a law, and the governor will sign me. But today I am still just a bill. So just a bill. I've missed Avengers Spotlight for the last whatever six weeks. Oh,
1: let's see. The last one we put out was September 19th, so it's been at least a month since we've recorded one, and this won't be out. So yeah. So you're right. It'll be by the time this comes out, it'll be at least six weeks, six or eight, six to eight weeks since we've done one. But and since, if, we, and what, if
0: you factor in that it came out, it was posted on September eighteenth. That means it was recorded earlier than that, so it's probably oh yeah, probably six weeks since we recorded it, and it'll be six weeks between airings. Mm. Okay. I've missed out on the Avengers Spotlight. I, I enjoy when we do theme episodes and theme months, but sometimes it's you know. Well, I mean, I guess technically Avengers Spotlight is effectively a theme episode. Yeah, but it's
1: I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I I, I was tired. Uh, after this theme month, it seems like we did, we packed a lot. We got some really
0: long episodes. Yeah, we, we did pack a lot in. And then I guess that's part of a byproduct of having guest hosts on for most of them. I think there was only one episode where we didn't have, where it was just me, you, and Scott. I think yeah, the very think first that was, one.
1: Right, that was the werewolf one.
0: And then all of the ones after that had, I think Gene was on all of them and Luke was on all but one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's, as much of a pleasure as it is having them on, and it is, it becomes more difficult when you're dealing now with five people on the show and you're trying to juggle five schedules.
1: Yeah, so and we had to pack
0: in some shows
1: like in rapid
0: succession. Yeah, and then you so. ta- top it off with the fact that we were you know, generally doing at least four books an episode. So there's more, more, a little bit more prep time, a little bit more to be prepared for, a little bit more work in the review because we're trying to juggle all the voices. A lot of editing to do, although you wouldn't know anything about that. Huh? Why? Huh? <laughs> so I, I I just hope people listening enjoyed it because uh, you know for what it was it was a lot of work. Bravo, bravo to you, sir. Ah, bravo to all of us. I don't you know I'm not I'm not looking to take all of it. Well, you were the love, editor, so you know. Yeah, I do the editing, but everything else was pretty much evenly distributed as far as figuring out the schedules, reading the books, prepping them, getting ready to go, falling asleep during the recording,
1: or or not prepping a book,
0: Whoops. or coming close to falling asleep but not quite. It's that's no. also the byproduct of working late hours to do it
1: yeah yeah but now we got a nice nice easy show just one book some chit chat probably throw in an email we got one email yeah yes we do but i i see we're man we're stocking back up again on the uh on the back to the bids email
0: well, maybe next episode we'll get to those or at least you know i i think sometimes when you know we rush to do the email episodes which are fun i know some people don't want to listen to them because they don't want to listen unless there's a book covered. But, uh, I mean, usually, usually we get some good laughs in the email episodes. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think they're all worth listening to. On the other hand, maybe we should just kind of, you know, if we have six emails, maybe we should just do three of them and save three until next time because sometimes we have no email. This is like, true. Yeah. I know that's what, like, Andy Leland would do. You know, if he had too many emails, he would just read a few of them and save some for later.
1: Yeah, because he, he always likes to have a full sack.
0: And that's generally what we do on Listen to the Prophets. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily empty out our full sack. Listen
1: to the Prophets. They'll be waiting for you.
0: I don't know if I have access to them right now, but we do have some iTunes reviews.
1: You know, I think I saw that. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I totally forgot about that. And I like I, iTunes
0: reviews, so I, 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 we should give them some. Uh, we we'll look them so, up. Give them a little bit of love. Why don't you read the email while I open up iTunes to see if I can get at the reviews? Okay. Well, let me hop right in. And we have one
1: Avengers Spotlight related email. And that comes from our buddy Jason Sandberg. And it is entitled Feedback on Avengers Spotlight Number 16 Dear Binsters. Of course, my eyesight's going, and I almost thought that's a Dear Blisters. It was good to hear Scott on an Avengers episode again. The movie talk during the first half of the show was a bonus. Oh, yeah, that would be the Ant-Man, uh, re- right? It would be the Ant-Man review? Yes. Am I correct in my assumption? That you are correct, sir. No, wait a minute. 16? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's right, because he was not on the Ant-Man review, so he gave his uh, spiel on that. That's right, okay. Oh, and
0: then we went off on all sorts of topics.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have an idea. I have an idea to throw out regarding the Robert Downey Jr. age question. The Iron Man suit does the heavy lifting. Tony Stark provides the spark and spirit. So age shouldn't matter. When he does want to step down, I think Tony should pass the armor along to Harley, that kid in Iron Man Three. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harley helped Tony when he was at his most vulnerable. Hold on. Hold on. I right. hear you grumble already. And when they parted ways, Tony gave Harley's workshop an overhaul. In some years, the Harley character can be in his late teens working as an intern at Stark Industries. Tony would view him as a trustworthy assistant slash apprentice and eventual successor in the role of Iron Man. What do you guys think? Have a great night, Jason Sandberg. All right, go ahead. (sighs)
0: Uh, I don't think from a from a realistic point of view that that's a terrible idea or a bad idea. But from a fantasy world point of view, I don't want my characters aging into middle age. I don't want Tony Stark to ever be middle age, even though though Robert Downey Jr. is now middle aged. Uh, I I look at them as similar to the way they are presented in the comic books or from a cinematic point of view, the way that, like, say, James Bond is presented. James Bond is eternally going to be in his mid-30s. That's just you know the way the way it is, and and when when he when, you know when he when the actor ages out of the part they replace him with a, a new actor presumably younger even though Roger Moore was slightly older than Sean Connery. Mm. Uh, I, I just really don't, I, I, I don't necessarily want there to be an old Tony Stark and then a legacy character. I I, I want Tony Stark to always be Iron Man, and from that way of. Looking at it, if you're going to have a cinematic universe with crossovers and whatever, either you're going to have to replace him, if you're going to go with my theory, kind of the way they, they took Don Cheadle and put him into the Roadie character and just replace him seamlessly and say, you know, this guy's playing the part now. Mm-hmm. Or temporarily put the character on a shelf, keep going with other movies, and then eventually reintroduce him. And by reintroduce, I don't mean I don't mean start it all over again and reboot the character. I mean... Just pick it up with a new actor later on when the recasting won't be so so uh, um, so shocking. Yeah, that's that's my preference. Now you know generally uh, Marvel doesn't ask me my preferences. On the other hand, they've done a lot of things that have fit my preferences so far. So <laughs> who knows? I don't know what the people you know what what the movie viewing audience on a whole thinks, but I got to think that mine is not the minority view. I think most people want Tony Stark to be Iron Man.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Um, He could always, well, you've got War Machine, I'm trying to think. Because uh, if, if they did make him a, let's say they brought the kid in, then I wonder if a lot of people would, would um well, Marvel fans would probably kind of go, Oh, well, this is like, you know, when they did The Crossing, when they had the teenage Tony Tony Stark, is that what they're trying to do? I don't know if there would be that type of comparison, but there probably wouldn't be in the general public because they probably haven't read that whole, uh, that whole, you know, that that storyline before they completely completely rebooted the Avengers and Iron Man and and the Fantastic Four before um, they went off in their own pocket universe for a year. So
0: um,
1: I don't know. Maybe he could still give him his own type of suit, or or give him make him some other character. Um, uh, maybe you know what maybe um, if they decided to do a spin off of like the young avengers or the new new warriors he could be a viable character a, as a teenager
0: i didn't find his character to be so compelling in the movie that i feel the need to continue with him honestly well but they've planted a seed that they could use if they wanted to do something in the yeah, future that could but i but i think tony character. stark should be on it that's mm. you know it's i assume that kid is not going to appear in uh, civil war which Tony Stark's going to be in and he wasn't in Age of Ultron so it's not like you know you know we've we've brought this character along we could very easily just kind of leave him in the past Mm. Uh, and again like like I said for me personally it's not that I found him to be such a a, an important character that he has to be revisited but you know teach their own like I said people might think differently Jason seems to uh have taken a, a shine to him which is fine Sticking to shine like a shoeshine. What, what, what do you think, Doctor Bill? You're, you're fielding my opinion, but you're not really giving your own. Well, I I thought w- what as having the boy be yeah. Well, the what, new do think,
1: I, Iron what do you what do you think they
0: should do with the future of say Tony Stark as as Robert Downey Jr. starts to get to be say in his late 50s, which by the time they film, finish filming uh, what they've got on the slate now, he probably is going to be.
1: I'm thinking after I mean. Mm. You think with what we saw in Age of Ultron, they might be looking to plan Tony Stark's exit, that he wants to do something like, okay, like he almost uh, had a big exit at the end of the first Avengers movie to where he was going to sacrifice himself, throwing the bomb up, up into the space rift. So might we see something along the lines at the end of Infinity Wars? And then maybe the character disappears and comes – like like maybe you could have your cake and eat it too and I could have have mine in that. As long as like, we're getting
0: cake, I'm good. Okay,
1: good. Well, because I'm wondering if maybe we will see Stark killed and then either maybe he does come back as a younger person or maybe he'll have some fail-safe thing set in place and maybe this kid does become the new Iron Man. I don't know. I mean – if they could explain it, but but yeah, it would be great to see Tony Stark as Iron Man. But uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
0: well, uh, uh, because... That's analysis for you. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Robert
1: Downey has really made that part his own. Because so much so that they've changed Iron Man in the books to, now to reflect somewhat more of Robert Downey Jr. than the way Iron Man you, <laughs> Junie, Robert Downey, oh little Junie, come sit on my knee. Ah, ah get that armor off my leg, it hurts. But
0: uh, I well, when 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 they change it to reflect it in the comics, I, I take that as meaning nothing because comics are so freaking wishy washy with that. Mm. That it, it's actually it actually bothers me more when they change it than.
1: All right. So name me some actors who who could. Who do you think could replace and be a new Tony Stark? Have we discussed this in the past?
0: No, we haven't. And I I honestly don't have anybody in mind right now. But like I said, my thought process would be to finish the arcs that you have planned because he's supposed to be there through the Infinity War. Right. You might even have him suffer some sort of faux death at the end of the Infinity War, sacrificing himself, uh, you know, bravely and, and. you know, the you think he's gone at that point. And then you could go with some other movies, maybe you can go with a couple of Avengers movies without him, and then revive the character with a different actor playing him, and it turns out, you know, he was never dead at all. He was off in limbo or something. Well, you
1: know, there was, when they rebooted uh, the numerous times they've rebooted the Avengers, there was an old Tony Stark that came back in the suit, and they could maybe, t- maybe he has a faux death at the end of Infinity War, comes back after a movie or two, and he's old and then at that point he passes on the armor to somebody else or finds some way Well, that, that way
0: to- goes to kind of what Jason was saying and, and you know, my point is I, I really don't want him to pass the armor off. I just want Tony Stark to a, to, for movie purposes always be somewhere between 30 and 40 years old and when when Robert Downey Jr. is too old to portray that, you know, he's already, uh, whatever, 12 years older than that uh, Then then you get a new actor to play the part. That's that's my way of looking at it. I, I don't I don't want the character to go away. Mm. That's that's the point I'm making. I don't know if I was saying that clearly enough earlier. No, no, i I see what you're saying. Um you know, but, gonna... but Jason is is kind of going with the more realistic, okay, you know, this number of years have gone by. He's older and he's passing on the armor, and now we're gonna have a new Iron Man. I, I don't I don't want to turn it into legacy characters. But see,
1: I I could see um I'm trying to think I, uh, I don't know how old this particular actor is. Who's, I'm trying to... Th- Come on, think, 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 think. Let me look him up real quick. Uh, he, he played... Uh, on, no, see, he's already played a character in the Marvel Universe, so that wouldn't work. Who is that? Uh, Adrian Paz, Pazdar who played Glenn Talbot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Yeah, he he has. In fact, he is. I believe. Holy is, fuck, he's fifty. I believe he's the voice of Iron Man in uh, one of the Avengers cartoons.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's
0: fifty. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's not he's not nearly as young as you think he might be. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would not be a a, a younger Adrian Pasdar would not be a bad idea. <laughs>
1: the Adrian Pasdar from Heroes, like ten years ago.
0: Yeah, it would. It wasn't a bad choice. It's just, you know what happens? You you get an image of these actors in your head and they stay that age while we keep getting older. <laughs> and then you just think of them, okay. That age.
1: What about the guy that played his brother in Heroes? Um,
0: mm, yeah, I don't, he, he's uh, hold on, let me see. Emilio Ventamiglia? Yeah, he's he's apparently a comic geek himself. He's 38. So he's he's already borderline too old. You know, he's already getting towards the upper end. Uh, you know, I, I, I think. And you're I, so picky. <laughs> well, you want to get somebody who could be in movies for a while at least in the role. You know, you know, same thing as when you, they recast James Bond. You don't want to get. You'd rather not get your uh, George Lazenby one and done. So you want, you know, you want somebody who could handle at least four or five times. In I the like pro. George Lazenby. Yeah, but he was one and done. Yeah, and but then they had know, to recast it again. Uh, but that was, Timothy Dalton. It, he was two and done. You know, that you want somebody who's going to hold on to the role for a while. Um. So I'm more inclined to, you know, to, to get somebody a little younger. I don't want him to be too young because I don't want the contrast to be too dramatic between him and, uh, and Robert Downey Jr. But, you know, I, I might be inclined to, to cast unknowns in these parts. I don't know.
1: See, I, don't, I don't think
0: I'd always want people going, you know, going to these movies and saying, that, you know, they already know who the actors are. Uh, you know, for, for what it's worth, as, as much of a star as he's become since then, uh, what's his name, from Guardians of the Galaxy – you know, except for Parks and Rec, he was pretty much an unknown,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and he certainly wasn't known as an action star at all. And now look look what that's done for his career. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They could just go with somebody you know, completely new. You don't have to go for the obvious. Well, yeah, because you know Chris.
1: Uh,